news which is um, promoted in the West that it's a dangerous country, people are bad, and everything is about drugs. You know, if you step out, you may get shot. You know, it's, it's not, none of that is true. Yes, there are some patches and some areas that you don't want to go to. I mean, it's not any different than anywhere else. You know, I mean, if you're in the US, you just go up two kilometers from the White, White House, you, you don't want to be caught dead in that area. It's not like that at all. So that's something, you know, that's where you and I come in. Clear up some of these misconceptions. All right, hey y'all. So today I have my good friend with me, Nassim Ansari. Nassim and I met in Kerepro. And first off, um, Marie and I just miss your food uh, so much. And it's hard, I mean, it's not hard to get good food around Mexico, but I think just being around you and the environment that you set within um, the restaurant and the environment and everything else, we truly miss that environment. So I think when we're telling our friends about Crotero, our one of our biggest highlight was meeting you. So I just want to say thank you for um, having us at your restaurant, always being so joyful and welcoming and making Maria and I feel at home. Um, so yeah, it's it's, one of the biggest highlights of, uh, of our Thank trip you. so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you guys over. You know, we always had a good time. Yeah. It's um, especially a little different because I know about your background and um, the, the cuisine that you serve, even though it's Indian food, Indian food and you're Pakistani. So why don't you give us a little background about where you came from, um, your origins, and I know you've lived in the States for very long, you've lived in Karatara for, for quite a long time. Why don't you give us a little background about who you are, where you're from? Well, well, originally, um, my background, of course, I'm from, um, from Pakistan, but um, I was not born there. I was born in Doha, in Qatar, and, um, you know, my parents were from Pakistan and I moved away uh, from the Middle East, I should say, a while back, about 35 years ago, moved to the States, um, you know, uh, lived there for a long, probably like, a, you know, about 30 years in the U.S. But uh, when it comes to cuisine, you know, I, I always liked cooking, you know, I mean, I will always uh, hang around with my mom in the kitchen messing around with the food and stuff. And later on, and I still kind of kept with it, um, but never really pursued it professionally uh, until probably 10 years ago, you know, took some um, formal training, uh, pretty much like chef techniques and stuff, and then got into it. And then um, fast forward, you know, moved to, South America, I was there for about four years and uh, ended up with three restaurants. That kind of perfected my cooking skills, you can say. And here we are now uh, in Mexico, still with it, still doing the restaurant, still feeding people. Yeah, I know about your background that you said you lived in the States for 30 years. What part of the States did you live in? I lived in uh, Washington DC area, specifically in Virginia, right outside of DC. Okay. And once you got out of the Middle East, um, was DC your first destination? Yes. Yeah, I always uh, lived in Washington area. 
And how did that, how did that come about? How, what made you choose DC? What made you move out of the Middle East in the first place? Well, you know, I mean, I was looking for, I mean, I have an out really for education and stuff. And uh, initially I went to Europe, you know, I was in Switzerland for a year, one year there, but it was uh, relatively expensive. So I kind of moved on from Europe to US and, um, you know, completed my education there. Um, but why Virginia? I have family. My uncles lived there and um, I ended up with them to start with. And just uh, pretty much stayed in that area. You know, I mean, once you get into your professional life and stuff and you don't really move around that much, settle down, you know? I know you said you were cooking with your mom when you were younger and you, and yeah. you did the full um, chef course about 10 years ago, but what were you, in, what were you doing in between then in DC, uh, moving around? What were you doing after you moved to the Middle East as your profession in DC? Well, um, after I, you know, after I finished my education, you know, uh, which was MBA um, from GW, I ended up in hospitality. Well, that was my specialization. So I worked for many years with the hotels, managing hotels, managing restaurants, until I got tired of that. But you know, back back in the days, the kids were my kids were little, and you know, the hospitality industry is very demanding, too many hours. So anyway, just quit that and got into technology, IT, started developing uh, internet applications. So did that for several years, about nine years. Um, and then, you know, back to, back to kitchen. So. so after kind of setting your career and setting out the business within Virginia, then you decided to really fulfill your path into following the cuisine uh, cooking world? Yes, you can say that. Gotcha. And how did you, I know we met in Mexico. So what was your transition like going from DC, Virginia to um, moving? You've been in Mexico for how long? Four years now. Four years. So what was yeah. that transition like? What made you choose Mexico? Um, and what, what can you, what can you say about the transition? How has it been? Well, um, you can say, you know, Mexico chose me. Uh, I was in Washington, D.C. area where I met my wife. She was there um, doing her doing her thing. You know, she was there on technical tour. Anyway, we met and um, we, I decided to come with her to Mexico. And I kind of liked it and I decided to stay. And it has been really interesting experience. You know, I know in the, in the U.S. there's a lot of uh, negativity uh, goes with Mexico, but it's not like that. You know, where I mean, I I arrived in Mexico City, a huge city, and then from there, kind of transition out to Querétaro. I mean, you you were here too. It's a nice place and comfortable, good weather, safe. So I haven't really had any negative. Uh, I don't have anything negative uh, things to say. Um, talking about my personal experience, it has been good. Yeah, and I think that's what I try to tell a lot of my friends too, you know. Um, Mexico is not what the news publication makes it out to be. You know, Maria and I, today is October uh, 12, and Maria and I have officially been here for about three and a half months. And everywhere we've been, I think we've just felt extremely safe. Um, you know, like 
any old adage is if you look for trouble, you'll probably find it. And right. I think we're the type of people that are super low key. You know, we don't really look for that kind of stuff. Um, so there's, it's just a, a huge misconception throughout the world. And I think even everyone back home, but especially for you, like having traveled throughout Middle East to Switzerland, through Bolivia, through living in the States for so long, like what does the world not know about Mexico? Like what's a, what's a huge misconception? Well, you know, the huge misconception, I mean, um, um, I would say probably comes from the negative news, which is um, promoted in the West. That it's a dangerous country, people are bad, and everything is about drugs. You know, if you step out, you may get shot. You know, it's, it's not, none of that is true. Yes, there are some patches and some areas that you don't want to go to. I mean, it's not any different than anywhere else. You know, I mean, if you're in the U.S., you just go up two kilometers from the White House, you, you don't want to be caught dead in that area. So that's, that's the reality. So it's not like that at all. So that's something, you know, that's where you and I come in. and We, we clear up some of these misconceptions. And I think it's, it's people need to know it's not like that. You know, you're welcome to come and I'll cook for you. <laughs> it's such a funny thing, man. I wish more people would would come and visit. I think it's so close down to the south of the border but there's so there's so much misconception of of what's happening yes. here and even like you said in dc two blocks away from the white house um that's essentially a third world uh city in that in that like state right 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 yeah yeah it's, it's all good you know i mean like you said if you're looking for trouble you'll find it anywhere really but it's a beautiful country. There are a lot of good things here, great food and great weather. I mean, especially where we're at. So it's just, just, um, just come on down. Yeah. So you've been in Mexico for four years and you've ran businesses in DC and Virginia. Um, what are you currently doing in Carretera? What are you currently doing in Mexico? Well, right now, um, I mean, you, uh, as you know, that I have a restaurant in Cretaro and we have, um, again, you know, we have the restaurant uh, operation or a food operation in San Miguel de Allende. And um, actually, it's in a couple of weeks, we are starting our food operation in Tiquisquiapan. That's not too far from Peña de Bernal. And in addition to that, um, you know, I stay busy. We started an advertising agency. Um, so that's the, so we're in the middle of that right now with that startup. Um, in addition to that, um, we are also setting up a Pakistan cultural center. That would be the first Pakistan cultural center in Mexico, as well as in America or Latin America on the whole. Yep, and I know I know you're doing a, quite a few things in Kurtura. What is it like owning a restaurant? in Mexico as, I guess, as an immigrant. Are we, are we immigrants? Are you still an immigrant? <laughs> or... <laughs> well, I have always been an immigrant, man, here or in the US. I'm okay with that. You know, it's, right. it's all good. Um, in comparison with the US, I think it's much easier to own and operate a restaurant in Mexico. I mean, if, uh, first of all, your overheads are much, much lower. Labor is cheaper. The laws are quite relaxed. So it's just, I, I find it much easier to work here. Yes, if we are comparing apples and oranges, you don't earn that kind of money. Here we work in, you know, we're in Mexico, we earn in pesos. 
So if you're in the US, it's just, you know, it all goes hand in hand. So those things are okay, really. Um, so back to your uh, back to your question. Yes, it has been easier for me to operate here in Mexico. And as far as obtaining a business license, as far as doing everything on the legality side, is it hard? Like for people that want to move to Mexico who are thinking about relocating from the U.S. Um, and opening up a business in Mexico, uh, whether it is a restaurant or an advertising agency or a culture center, is it is it hard for uh, for people that wants to immigrate you know, to immigrate to Mexico to open a business? Not really, but again, you know, I mean, if you go to a new country, you have to um, spend some time, you know, learn the system, learn the language. It gets easier. But once, you know, once you're up to speed, this is actually much easier than the U.S. Like I said, you know, the laws and the rules and regulations are uh, much relaxed for business owners here. Nobody's, you know, uh, like, like in the U.S., for example, um, the regulations are tight, you know, and it's expensive. Especially if we're talking restaurants in the U.S., it's expensive to own and operate everything, you know, like from liability insurance to... Uh, wages and rents and everything I mean, everything in between is high here is much much cheaper and much easier not only that I mean the Mexicans are easygoing people they're not you know like in the US you find everybody so stressed out that they're not like that that they're easygoing and it you know it works out for business owners quite well actually yeah and I guess it's relative to the kind of life you want that correlates with the business, right? It's um, how much you want to put into it versus like, I sure. think anywhere, like I think anywhere in the States, you are, you, you already have a predetermined set of hours that you, the society thinks you need to work or you need to put in their business, whether you're working 70, 80 hours a week and, you know, to obtain this goal versus living in a much more relaxed system, like you said, in Mexico, where maybe you're not earning as much, but the overhead isn't as much either. And the quality sure. of life might just be a lot more fair and balanced. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is, you know, I mean, I, I've been here four years and uh, I have spent about four years in um, South America and Bolivia. And equally so, you know, it was about the same. It was kind of relaxed atmosphere, but you know, it, it, it's just a matter of, um, personal choice, how much you want to put in. You know, I mean, there's no limit to it. You can work all day, all night if you want. But for me, it has been um, pretty decent, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you do a lot of things in Carretero. So it's, it kind of just shows you, like, if you really just want to be able to immigrate, immigrate to a country, whether it's Mexico, Thailand, or whatever it is, as an American, you know, as long as you kind of have that work ethic and the um ability to really like get to where you want to go i think anything is kind of possible right it just kind of depends sure, on the life you want yeah so tell us about your advertising agency well it's an, it's a new startup we are in the middle of it right now uh and the focus of the agency is you know you can call it it's like a production company video production company we specialize in commercials we make video commercials for social media distribution that's uh, pretty much in the nutshell right there so yes we are we are setting it up 
and we have a full team and a studio. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to really launch that. I was fortunate enough to um, take a tour of the studio and how you guys operate. And it was it was really, uh, for a startup in that small of a space, it was really impressive to see. So I think you guys have a really good future ahead. And who's your, who are you marketing towards? I know you've mentioned social media. Is it in Corretro? Is it in Mexico? Is it kind of um, multiple countries right now or... Who are you marketing to? Right now, our code focus is Mexico. So we, you know, we foresee that we will be covering from Guadalajara, uh, San Miguel de Allende, and San Luis Potosí, Querétaro, all the way to Mexico City. But again, you know, we'll look at it. Um, we'll look at, look at the logistics. If it works out for us, we will probably take it into the U.S. as well as Canada. I spent several years in the U.S. Uh, I own an advertising agency in the U.S. for several years, about five or six years. So I took that opportunity and uh, utilizing my uh, advertising background and started setting up uh, a new company here. What's the agency name? Media Loca. The website is, is live and up and running, correct? Yes, it is. It's uh, medialoca.mx. And then for the U.S. market, will be the same name, Medialoka. Uh, well, it's already up, but uh, not completely populated. It's Medialoka.us. Awesome. And I know from firsthand experience, you design and create a bill for the websites. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I've done it all, man. Yes. Um, Nassim is man of many, many talents. So that's... Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great, especially in the production world, to, to know someone that can that has a good amount of knowledge within everything encapsulated within production. So that's always important too. And I, one thing I'm really excited to, to hear about is the cultural center. And I know when we're in Corretero, uh, you and I were kind of discussing that a bit, but why don't you tell us a little bit of what the Pakistani cultural center is? Well, you know, when there's a, like, it's, 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 it's like this, like for Americans, um, you know, like they tell them don't go to Mexico is no good place. Right. So it's really not any different. There's a lot of misconception about Pakistan as well. Mm. And I, I saw the opportunity that, uh, that, you know, we need to present our homeland or our country in a positive light. And I do this all the time since I, I'm in a restaurant business. It's a Pakistani slash Indian food anyway. So, you know, that gives me the opportunity to talk to people, tell them more about our, our country and culture and whatnot. So I saw that if we can bring it together, if we can bring it together or structure it in a way that we can you know, do more uh, for the country or for the culture itself and you know, educate people who we are, where we come from, it's not all that bad. So that's, that's how it all started out. But uh, one of the things that I foresee happening, uh, arranging tours, uh, for Mexicans to travel to Pakistan and vice versa. And I wish that Pakistani would take the opportunity and come see Mexico. And you can call it some sort of uh, cultural exchange um, you know, operation. And hopefully it works out that way. Do you think Pakistan is as misunderstood as Mexico? Um, oh, absolutely. Rather? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I mean, it's unfortunate how these countries are portrayed by the West. It's nothing new. You know, we, we know that. But it's our job to educate people that, you know, and tell, tell them more about who we are and where we come from and, and kind of stay away from the negativity. Every country has some negative things. I mean, let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the positives. And that's what I'm doing. Well, let's start with the cuisine, right? I mean, you have tried our food. The food is good. You know, it's fresh. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's healthy. And it comes with a long history. You know, the Pakistani cuisine itself or the cuisine of that part of the world has a 6,000 years of history. That's right there. You have some positivity. And in, in addition to that, I mean, if you do get the chance to travel to Pakistan, you will see that people are very, uh, they're very friendly, very hospitable. Uh, the country is beautiful. Uh, I mean, big cities are big cities, of course, you know, big city, large, large population has its own problems. Um, but if you happen to go to the north side, it's, we call it actually you know, Switzerland of the east. Mm. I, 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 you know, it's, it's a beautiful place and we will, you know, we will make every effort uh, to expose that to, to Mexico at least or to, to the Latin world. I've shot so many Pakistani weddings and Pakistan families are always so hard welcoming and heartwarming it they really invite you to the family like like you are the family and it's it's everything i've experienced with the middle east and um with folks from mexico and you know like as you were saying earlier how the west kind of portrayed these countries and it's this complete opposite to what the truth actually is you know yeah so it's it's one of the so what I think, like you said, is really important as far as the Pakistan Cultural Center and, and the culture of change between Pakistan and Mexico. I mean, I don't know how these two countries view each other, but I think it's also important that they do kind of see, see that um, perspective, you know. So even with the Cultural Center, when do you expect that to, to get that going? I think most likely we will launch it, um, well, right now we're in the, in the middle of... Uh, in the middle of pandemic. Um, so I would say probably most likely, depending again on the situation on the ground, we will probably initiate the operation in February next year. Yeah. And even, man, sometimes I forget about the pandemic and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, kind, of, it's kind of crazy. How has, how has the pandemic affected Mexico? How has the pandemic affected you um, doing so many things? I mean, it doesn't look like it's stopping you from, from doing all the things you want to do, but how is it, how is it preventing Mexicans and Mexico to, to fully like, yeah, what's, how is, how is it affecting Mexico? Well, uh, again, depends where you happen to be. I mean, if you are close to Mexico city or even to some close to Boston bordering, uh, bordering city like Tijuana, I know Cancun is not doing that well. You know, uh, there are some um, issues of course, but uh, we have been we have been lucky in that regard. Greater is doing relatively I mean, is doing really well. You know, we don't have that many cases, and uh, businesses as usual. Yes, we went through our own quarantine time for about four or five months. Those days were difficult. But you know, I mean, now things are. It seems things are. You know, they're going back to normal, and hopefully, we'll continue to make some progress in that in that area. It did affect us uh, business-wise. Yes, it sure did. We were, you know, we can say we were pretty much disabled for several months. 
But now, I mean, you have seen um, we are fully functional right now and people are coming in and out and it has been great. But again, you know, we have to be careful. We take the precautions that we need to take. So it's moving forward. Getting yeah. Better. Yeah. And I think for, for you guys, especially being in the current space you are in, um, it always seems to be kind of people that are friends or people that are um, aware of the cuisine that you serve. So it's, it's always a good um, perspective to see that, you know, you're always kind of full. So that's pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're blessed in that regard. It's, it's tough. I mean, we're now in Oaxaca and Oaxaca is, there's so many things that are closed, uh, which is one of the weirdest things Maria and I kind of experienced is that we got served with shrink wrap uh, on our food. So like our plate was, was completely covered in shrink wrap and on top. And it's just, it's a weird, uh, yeah, it's a weird time, man. Well, at, you know, at least they're taking precautions. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully appreciate it. It's, um, so during COVID, I know you were down for three, four months. Um, what did you do during those, those months? Well, you know, um, like many restaurants or about people in food business, you know, we made some changes. So since nobody was able to come in or walk in, so we had no walk-ins. So we kind of shifted the focus towards delivery. And so we were delivering a lot of food in different places and in some in some cases, you know, I mean, I ended up really taking the foods all the way to San Luis Potosí in, in wow. quantity, of course. But we had to adapt to um, a whole new set of rules and, and way of doing business. But we kind of survived, you know, we, we, we pulled it through. And San Luis Potosí is quite a distance away. <laughs> it's about three hours, uh, something like that, right? Yeah. Did you get a chance to to challenge your um, cuisine experimentation? Did you experiment with different types of cooking? Um, and I, since it's kind of quiet, like, did you, I know when we were there, you kind of served us multiple cuisines, which was amazing. But in that regard, like, what are some of your favorite cuisines to, to cook? Or like, what are some favorite things? Like, what are some of your favorite cuisines to eat? Well, to eat, um, I mean, I like everything, of course, but you know, my favorite uh, few, uh, Thai is on the top of the list. I enjoy Thai food. I mean, we made some, remember, I don't know if you, did we make it with you? No, I don't think we did. But we made something. I think we'd make Chinese one day, right? Yeah, I enjoy Chinese, but I miss those cuisines because we don't have them here. So I end up cooking those, you know, those cuisines myself. So, yeah, we have done some experimentation uh, with some with, um, you know, you can call it fusion with Mexican uh, concepts, food concepts. Uh, for example, you know, I, I have a dish called Nepales Masala. We don't have Nepales. I mean, or we do, but we, we don't use cactus in, in our food, in, in our countries, in our cuisine. So anyway, that was, uh, that was interesting. So we started making Nepales Masala with my, my own um, recipes that that came out pretty decent. So, and do you just draw that inspiration from creativity out of boredom or seeing the things you missed? <laughs> you know, you know, you get tired of eating the same thing every day. So you come to a point of like, okay, let's, let's cook something different, you know? So, uh, you know, I mean, Randy used to come, a friend of ours. So we used to cook all kinds of different foods from Indian, Pakistani, Arabian, Thai, Chinese, you name it. Yep, yep. Um, it's very satisfying. I, I must say. 
Yeah, and it's especially now. It's you know, in the, the amount of years that you've had in the kitchen and um, being a chef, what are what still what still inspires you to to find new cuisine, to try new cuisine? Um, what inspires you to, to experiment with different things? Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, since there's not good Chinese restaurant here, it kind of forced me to start cooking Chinese food. I mean, back in the U.S., you don't have to do that. You, there's a Chinese restaurant at, around every corner. But no, that's not the case here. So, you know, I mean, it kind of it gives me a you know, sense of satisfaction too, you know? I mean, I'm getting to cook something different. So this is this fun. It's a lot of fun. Yep. And then let's say, let's say you had a few years to kind of just go around and travel. Where, what's your, what's like your top country you would like to travel in and experiment with the cuisine, um, either learning from a chef within that country or, or opening a restaurant? What are, what's your top country that you'd like to try? Well, I believe, I think, uh, since I've never lived in my own country, you know, very, very, I spend very little time. I would like to go to Pakistan and perhaps mm. work traditional mm. cook in an old town, Lahore, perhaps, mm. you know, right down to the nitty gritty. So I, w- I would like to do that, spend some time. If I ever had some time, I would, I would do that, go, go to my own country and uh, learn the roots of the cuisine itself. That would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a pilgrimage to the, uh, to the motherland. In the cuisine, yes, definitely. Yes, <laughs> in the cuisine definitely. world, huh? yeah. Back to Mecca. <laughs> With you starting the cultural center, you have more reasons to go back and probably more opportunities to. Definitely. Yeah. It would be nice, you know, and the different uh, perspectives at least. Yeah, as far as we know, we'll probably we'll probably stay here for the next couple months. Um, so I think we have some plans, maybe to to go back to Kuretaro and visit you, and I know. Uh, you're traveling as well. Um, I think in the next month or so, you're traveling to some to a destination. Yes, I'm actually going to South America, uh, going to Bolivia, and I'll make a stop in the U.S. as well. I'll spend about a month in South America, in uh, Bolivia. You know, traveling around, doing you know, cooking events and stuff, and then on the way back, I'll stop for a week in Washington D.C. And I know you've had some time in uh, Bolivia itself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what were you what were you doing in Bolivia? Well, I had restaurants. I ended up with three restaurants in Bolivia. So you know, life uh, changes, and then I ended up back in Washington. And now look at me, here I am again in Mexico, <laughs> back to Latin world. Uh, Talking about going back to to America, what are what are some things you miss about the states? Uh, like you know, I mean, in the U.S., we have everything so well organized here is opposite. So I, I, I miss that organized, uh, you know, everything is well structured. Like if you want to order something online, it's no big deal. You know, two clicks and you're done and, you know, you get your delivery in a timely, you know, timely fashion. No, that's not true here. So it's a, it's a struggle uphill. If you want to order something online, for example, you know, good luck with that. You may get it, you may not get it. <laughs> so, so those kind of, I mean, that's one of the examples I miss. And plus, you know, I mean, of course, my family lives in the U.S. and I'm looking forward to going back home and seeing them. All right. So this this podcast is um, really meant to bring in people that want to immigrate 
from their current country to wherever country there is. If you can give some advice to some people that would are afraid to make the move, whether it's to Pakistan or whether it's to Mexico, um, preferably Coretaro visit you, what would you tell them? Well, you know, if, if somebody is planning to relocate to any country for that matter, you just really do your homework. You know, get as much information as, as you can get about that destination and come visit. You know, you're thinking about moving to Mexico, come visit. I mean, like what you guys are doing. You know, going around, learning culture and language and experiences. That's important. And then make your decision based on your personal experiences. So, Nassim, where can people find you? And where can people find the restaurant? Where can people find, I know you've given um, the website to Media Loca, um, but where can more people find you on Facebook if they have any questions on what it's like to live in Coretaro or if they have any questions regarding the, in, in the restaurant industry? Where can people find you? Well, if you happen to be in Coretaro, the restaurant is under, under the name of Shahana Express. We do have a website. It's shahanaexpress.com. Uh, as well as we do have a you know, solid presence on um, social media. But if you want to connect with me directly, you can find me under my name, which is Nassim Insari. So it says, if you happen to be here, please stop by. I'll, you know, we are always uh, available to chat. <laughs> it's not a problem. Yeah. All right, brother. Um, All right. I thank you for your time. Um, like we said, Maria and I miss you. Uh, we miss yeah, the food miss and we miss Caretero. Um, but we look forward to seeing you again, uh, hopefully pretty sure. soon. So sure. we'll see where it goes. Thank Asim, you. thank you for your time. And um, we'll chat soon. Welcome to Trivago. Tell me who you know, who is you tripping for a follow? Who all in the air like Showtime and the Apollo? Popping up your chest and they...